It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The divisional round of the NFL playoffs are closing in, so you know it's time to make some picks here today on the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast. You are Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Locked On Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to thank you for making Locked On NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome and shout out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, we appreciate y'all being here very, very much. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Joe, happy uh, divisional round preview to you. Four games left, which means I'm not a math guy, but I think that means we have seven games total left in this NFL season. When you started saying that, I was thinking, okay, we're going to go from eight to four, and then you you really you really challenge the math skills there. Right, so we have four games, and then there's yeah. two conference championship games, so that's yeah. four plus two is six, plus yeah. the Super Bowl is yeah. seven, and there's no Pro Bowl anymore, so it's just the seven. Yeah. Well, I don't have a calculator here, but that, I think that's not. I think that checks out. Checks out. Yeah, it checks out. So, um, I guess you want to dive right in. I guess so. I guess so. Our first game of the weekend is Houston at Baltimore. The uh, four seed versus the one seed. The four divisional winners in the AFC advancing, which means the Texans get the trip to Baltimore to face the Ravens, who are coming off a bye week, which uh, I don't think could have come at a better time for them based on how banged up Baltimore was towards the end of the year. Yeah, they're going to get some guys back. Mark Andrews looks like he's on track to play in this one, which feels really significant. Uh, it also feels very significant that this game is in Baltimore. Um, Houston, young team, man, oh, man, did they show up in week one at their place against the Cleveland Browns. Now they got to go on a road, on the road. And I would agree with you that Baltimore getting the bye when they did was helpful. They're going to get a bunch of guys back a lot more healthy than they were. It's also been a while since this team's played a meaningful game, right? They were off last week. They were basically off in week 18. And I know that their last two games were outstanding, but you wonder if it kind of took away from some of their momentum. Um, but I, I still, as we get this conversation started with Ravens, Texans, I feel like the Ravens becoming more healthy and being the home team are big, big deals in this one. Well, and, and also, Mike McDonald's done about as good of a job coordinating a defense as anybody in the league this year. And then getting some of the bodies back in the secondary that they're getting is obviously nice, but the extra prep time. Yeah. Houston struggled offensively 
the first time these two teams played in which Baltimore had plenty of prep. It was the first game of the season. But now you have a full season's worth of tape and two weeks to prepare versus Houston only having one week to prepare. Um, I think that's another huge storyline for this game in which I, I, I'm tipping my hand here. I like Baltimore to win this game um, just because they are at home. They do have the rest. They have extra prep. You have a rookie quarterback against the best defense in football this year, arguably. Yeah. Um, I think the the big thing that Houston does well that could really test Baltimore is the vertical passing game. But I think you've got a big body corner in Marlon Humphrey who can can play with Nico Collins, and then the impact of these safeties and especially Marcus Williams is like the roof safety. I think just gives you the answers that you need to really put a cap on the thing that Houston does best. And they've got athletic linebackers to take the crossers way over the middle. What do you think about this dynamic in terms of Houston's run defense has been phenomenal just about all season long. They had a couple of hiccups, but for the most part, I mean, this team is really limiting rushing production. And we know that Baltimore is going to want to run the football. But if this has to be more about Lamar Jackson and winning through the air, how does that make you feel? Lamar, four playoff games, um, they they've not been he hasn't had like I would what I would call a that big signature playoff moment to this point. Obviously, a ton of success. Like I'm not taking it away from him, but if this becomes a game where Houston says Lamar beat us through the air, how do you feel that goes? I think Lamar is capable of with the new structure that they have as from a passing offense standpoint. I think they can have enough balance. And then I do think you see the value of outside of structure quarterback play in the postseason more than any other window of the NFL season, right? Where it, it becomes much more frequent that the defense is right and you need to make them wrong. Yeah. And a player of Lamar's traits with the explosive weapons that are on the outside and getting Andrews back as a security blanket, I, I think they will have enough to do it. Um, I think you certainly acknowledge Lamar has as many playoff wins as CJ Stroud does in his career. And that's something that you want to see be different. But even if you try to make this about Lamar and putting it in the air, I don't know the, the dude still led the, the team in rushing yards. And even if you call passes, he can still, whether it's run to pass or run to run, have enough answers there where I, I just think it's going to be too much for Houston. I tend to agree with you. I'm just trying to bring up all the all the different dynamics here that exist. Um, Houston also is a team that is man, it's had moments. CJ Stroud has been extremely clutch, but then there's just been there's just been moments where it doesn't it doesn't happen, right? and they've had their their lulls and they've had their moments where it feels like they're getting away with more than they're actually they should. Um, I like Baltimore, home team, veterans. I I think your points about the defensive structure, the corners, Williams as a deep safety, the pass rush has been outstanding. I think they can stress Houston in too many different ways. And, of course, they've been so efficient with a lot of what they do offensively. I think it's too much. Give me Baltimore in Baltimore. The uh, spread at 9.5 is a large spread. 
that said, uh, the show does like Baltimore to cover the nine and a half points. Wow. At home as well. If you had to bet on it, what would you, would you take? If you had to take either um, Baltimore minus nine and a half or Houston plus nine and a half, what would you do? Any, anytime you're in the divisional round and you get more than a touchdown, yeah. I'm probably just about on principle, not going to, not right. going to touch it. But you and I are only picking winners. That's so. Right. <laughs> so we can pick Baltimore and move on with our lives. You're, you're exactly right. And that's exactly what we're going to do, folks. Uh, we got a bunch more games, three more to get to here, so be sure to stick with us. But this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest, big or small. Certain things can really start to get to you, and it's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. Well, check out therapy. Therapy can be different for everyone. And look, most of us have bigger problems than what's going on with our favorite sports teams, and it's important to get things off our chest every once in a while. Therapy is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It's not just for those who've experienced major trauma. So if you've been thinking of starting therapy, be sure to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. All you do is visit betterhelp.com slash locked on. That'll also get you a deal here. We got 10% off your first month, so check it out. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Speaking of nine and a half point spreads, uh, the seven seed Green Bay Packers, fresh off of their upset in Dallas against the Cowboys. Uh, Green Bay led more in that game at AT AT&T then the Cowboys had trailed at home in the entire regular season combined. It's mm. a cool little stat about mm. that game. Mm. Um, going to the Bay Area to play the one-seed San Francisco 49ers, who are also coming off the bye. Interesting, interesting, interesting game. Um, Packers obviously scratched and clawed to get into the postseason, and certainly they're in love with how Jordan Love is playing. Wow, look at that. Okay. Didn't mean for that to come out like that, but it did. Um, and I think the entire path for Green Bay to win this game comes down to explosive passing offense, building a lead, and trying to make it a, a drop-back game from Brock Purdy. If if the 49ers can be two-dimensional from start to finish of this game, it's not going to go well for Green Bay. And I don't have a lot of trust in that Packers defense, and the 49ers are at home. And so we'll get into the dynamics here, but from a high level, that's what really stands out to me about this matchup. Yeah, I agree. Uh, San Francisco, they've just had so much success, particularly running the ball offensively. I think they only have two games this since the bye with less than 125 rushing yards as a team. And one of those was the Ravens loss in which they turned the ball over five times. And they had still had 121 rushing yards. Like, and the thing that really stands out about San Francisco and what they're able to do is Christian McCaffrey has a higher eight-man box carry percentage than any other running back in the league. So even when you decide, 
we're going to structurally take away your leverage and fill the box. 36% of McCaffrey's carries are coming against eight man boxes. It's like him and Derrick Henry are the only ones above like 30%. It's, it's crazy how well they are able to execute and continue to run the football and their willingness to, against leverage, stay balanced. So the score has to dictate it more than anything else because that's what happened when Baltimore played San Francisco. Is the score dictated that we have to get a little one-dimensional and you turn them all over five times? If you could conversely look at Green Bay, and uh, they've had a lot of success running the ball, particularly in the last month. Uh, if you look since December, they only have one game with less than 123 rushing yards as a team. And the last four games, 162, 177, 124, and 143. Rush for 143 against Dallas. Whole different animal to do it against San Francisco. But that, I, I think you do have to, I agree with you that you need explosive plays, but you need to be balanced offensively yourself and if you're not i think that's where san francisco will really feast off of the inexperience of your quarterback against steve wilkes and that 49ers defense that has so much talent yeah that that game last week with with green bay aaron jones was as big of a factor as jordan love right and the story is jordan love but i mean aaron jones deserves to be a big part of that as well um and so you know, we, I think we're getting into this narrative about it being who can stay two-dimensional on, on offense the longest when it's going to be important for both of them. So as much as this is about, you know, can Jordan Love and Green Bay strike fast and, and maybe get a lead here, it's they have to have a balanced approach to that as well. And isn't it funny for as much as we talk about passing the football, and it is critical, this time of year it's it does come back to, all right, who can be the more physical team, run the ball, stop the run. and it feels like all of these teams that are left, there's a lot of momentum in their ability to do that. Yep. Um, I, it's Niners at home for me, man. Um, I think the, I think the Packers have a similar. It's like a very similar conversation as the Houston Baltimore game. Um, even with the 49ers not having played some meaningful football in a while, too. But that team rested at home. They've been they you know it's a battle tested team, right? Like. I don't think this is too big for them in any way, shape, or form. Give me the Niners at home. I think you could really boil this down to Kyle Shanahan with two weeks of prep against Joe Barry. Yeah, that's a nightmare. That's a nightmare. At home. Brother, the Panthers scored 30 points in the Packers. The Panthers. So that that for me is enough to – I'm going to pick the 49. Now, if you told me Jordan Love plays out of his mind again and it's a bit of a shootout, I would not be surprised. Yeah. But I just, if I'm looking at the matchups across the board, the biggest tilt for me is Shanahan with extra rest and extra prep against Joe Barry. So I'm, and and Kyle Shanahan said this week, he was kind of all in on the Packers by midway through the second quarter based on the score. <laughs> and then he said he, uh, Dallas scores before the half, so he kind of he's halfway in on Green Bay, and then five minutes in the third <laughs> quarter, he's back all the way in on, on prepping for Green Bay all over again. So what a what a weird position to be in if you're like the the coach of the team that has the buyer. Like, all right, there's four possibilities. Uh, <laughs> who's right? it going to be? You know, like even even Harbaugh last week was like, well, we've been preparing for Houston because they're the one team that has won. You know, it's like I don't I don't know who we're going to play. So right, um, yeah, 
So, all right, there we go. You are you in? You're on the Niners as well. So, show also likes 49ers to cover. I and would not touch a nine and a half point spread without Green Bay's play. If you had to, what would you do? I Packers. would not bet it. But you have it. to for the fun of this no, moment. I don't, I don't. The show's betting against the spread. I'm picking the game. I would I'll pick take the 49ers money line is the uh, a very low profit bet. Would be my bet. All right. Uh, our next game Sunday three o'clock. Tampa Bay at Detroit. Curious what Todd Bowles' plans are for the frigid Detroit weather. Todd Bowles handled that very gracefully. He did. I'll give him a lot of credit there. If you didn't see that clip, he was asked by a reporter um, about how they were prepping for the cold in Detroit. And he said, you know, they play in, we play inside, right? They got a Dell. <laughs> Twenty second walk from the bus to the the bus to the the stadium. I think, I think we'll, be said, right. we'll be all right. We'll be all right. Uh, Detroit's favored by what's a six and a half against Tampa Bay. Tampa. All right. So Tampa's kind of the team that doesn't fit the whole. We're running the ball well. Maybe for their standards, they got one hundred thirteen and one hundred nineteen yards the last couple weeks. Uh, but you know, this isn't a team that has that dynamic to lean on, right? It's really been about. Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans in this passing offense. And then, you know, really becoming defensively really strong down the stretch. And, you know, Todd Bowles can, can really game plan. And I like, you know, their ability to be physical in, in the defensive backfield, Vita Vea in the middle, right? Like there's, there's some dynamics here that I like about Tampa. Just Detroit, man. It feels like they have so much momentum. They are a team that I, I think can be balanced on offense. Um, Again, high level start the conversation. It's hard for me to to look at this game and really feel good about the path for Tampa Bay. So these teams played in week six after Tampa Bay's bye, and Detroit won in Tampa 20 to 6. My favorite factoid about that game is the two teams combined for 86 rushing yards. Insane. Is Tampa, that really true? Your math Tampa checks rushed, out on that? Tampa rushed for 46 yards. Oh god. And Detroit rushed for 40. I can do that math. That's pretty straightforward. So wow. <laughs> a lot of air movement in the passing games. And I think when you consider both run defenses, I'm kind of inclined to think that's how it's going to go again. So the question is, can Todd Bowles cook up enough pressure on Jared Goff in the postseason on the road to force the mistakes that are necessary on Detroit's part? Because if both teams play clean games, I think Detroit wins by two scores. So, yeah. Tampa has two of the last three games have not had a takeaway. Of course, they had two against Carolina. I don't know. And I'm picking Detroit at home. But, but, this is probably of the games that are not a two and a half point spread. This is the one that I most have the appetite for an upset. I would agree with that. I have Detroit at home as well. Isn't that crazy? So if this goes the way we see, it's Lions-Niners-NFC Championship game. Okay, outstanding. Yeah, Lions at home. I I just trust them more. I trust more of what they have. I think they're a more dynamic team. The show likes Detroit not covering a six and a half points for the show likes Tampa Bay plus six and a half. It's going to be a white knuckle game, isn't it? 
I think so. You also have like the inexperience element of so much of Detroit. They obviously get the playoff win, but it was white knuckle from start to finish. It started as a shootout, and then it's a one-point game. And you think about Tampa and all the players that they had that were a part of the Super Bowl runs and kind of been there, done that. Obviously, Baker Mayfield's the new element here, but as you said, he's he's kind of been the catalyst for them offensively, and he's loose. I don't know if you saw the clip. He, He was squirting the the equipment guy with the water bottle on the sideline laughing like during the game i just really like what baker's done i think it's a really cool storyline that that baker's found a spot that fits for him i hope canales stays so that he he can see some growth there i know he's getting some head coaching interview requests but uh i think i think tampa's gonna be up for this being a, a close contest for sure White knuckle game. We got another white knuckle game to talk about here in just a moment. Bills Chiefs on the other side of it, folks. So stick with us. But when you're hiring for your small business, you want to be certain that you have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And hiring is easy. When you have that many quality candidates, so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. Well, thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy, and they even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Folks, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Well, thankfully, you don't have to because game time is here, and it is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets, all-in prices. They give you a view from your seat and a best price guarantee. The app is awesome, easy to navigate. They give you flash deals on last-minute tickets, so many great things. And I love that when you buy a ticket, they send it straight to your phone. You don't have to dig through emails or anything like that. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The Kansas city chiefs visiting orchard park, Patrick Mahomes, first true road playoff game. Bill's favorite at home by two and a half points. Yeah, this one in Buffalo is is one that um, feels important for the Bills side of things, where they've played the last five in Arrowhead. They've played seven of the last eight in Arrowhead. The one that was in Buffalo, COVID year, no fans in the stands. And so this is an opportunity that the Bills and Bills Mafia has wanted to bring Patrick Mahomes to Highmark Stadium. And these teams have had quite the history the last five games, the Bills won the three in the regular season. The Chiefs have won the two in the postseason, the 2020 AFC Championship game. And then I, I think there was some game called 13 seconds. I, I don't really remember how that went down, but felt like a felt like a big one there. So the Bills get them at home, and obviously the Bills are pretty banged up on the defensive side of the football. The status of so many corners and linebackers is very much up in the air, and, and that's going to dictate a lot of my confidence level uh, for the Bills to be able to win this one at home. Um, 
And it's obviously a Chiefs team that they've won their last three. They got through that two and four lull that they had kind of there in the uh, towards the end of the season, but they've been able to stack a few wins here. And um, it's Mahomes, man. It's Mahomes and Kelsey. And, you know, for as much as the Bills are excited to get Kansas City and Buffalo, Mahomes knows the narratives too, right? Like he knows that he hasn't had to go on the road to win a playoff game. And then there's a lot of people rooting for him to fail in that regard. And he's an elite competitor. And him and Josh Allen have a relationship. Nobody's going to want to lose, right? You're going to see some big-time competitive dudes going at it. And for as much as this is probably going to be about Allen and Mahomes, the other things are going to matter too. Running the ball, stopping the run, turnovers are going to be critical. Since the bye week for Kansas City, nine weeks, they're uh, actually minus seven in turnover differential. Uh, The Bills are plus one in their last eight games coming out of their bye. I think that's going to matter a ton, but so will running the ball and stopping the run. And Kansas City's not going to have Derek Nott either, their nose tackle. So Allen Mahomes, but yeah, it's it might come down to some of the other factors as well in this one. Yeah. Uh so what what's the status of uh Terrell Bernard? There's hope. And that's a that's a word you don't hear much from Sean McDermott. Um he's very close to the vest day to day, week to week. We'll see. We'll check later in the week. And maybe it's because he was carted off and it looked ugly. We know that it's a sprained ankle, so it's just a matter of what can be stabilized uh, by the end of the week. Um, so he said there's hope. I don't know. I, I think linebackers and the core of the back seven of, of both defenses is one of the storylines for me, where I think about uh, the linebackers in Kansas City with Bolton and Gay and Tranquil and then McDuffie in the slot and the safeties against uh, the ability to match up with the tight ends and the backs of Buffalo with Cook and all he can do in the passing game and the two tight ends and making sure that you get eyes on Josh Allen when he decides to run. And then conversely for for Buffalo, uh, you have, does Bernard play? Tron Johnson has a concussion, if I remember correctly. That's the the big one to me, yeah, Taron. You got the two... uh, the two older safeties in general with Hyde and Poyer and not necessarily the best versions of themselves that Bill's mafia has known for their careers, but still playing meaningful and valuable football against Kelsey and Mahomes when he runs. And uh, that for me, that storyline of, of which of those back seven core groups plays better, I think is going to be a critical storyline for determining who wins the game. Yeah, there's no question about it. And I think where where that can help potentially with the Bills is the defensive line. Um, it's healthy, and I think that's a unit that they have to lean on because there is uncertainty with really their top three corners and their top three linebackers um, and, and who can be available. So the defensive line is going to have to show up in a big way. And then obviously, you know, you're healthy on offense. Um, and so can you, if you're the Bills, Score, right? Score and in, in, against and, you know, Kansas City is what number two in scoring defense this season. They've been really, really, really strong. Um, so a lot of dynamics in this one. And and for somebody, it's the season's going to end. And Kansas City's given up tw- more than 21 points twice in 18 games. So, and, you know, one of those was uh, week eight against Denver when their offense turned the ball over five times. The other one was against Green Bay in Green Bay 
uh, week 13. I think the the quiet storyline post post by for Kansas City too. They have five turnovers defensively in like nine games. Yeah. So that versus uh, Josh Allen, obviously, was as aggressive as he is. If he's able to walk the tightrope and prevent Kansas City from benefiting from that element in some of the games that Buffalo's lost this season, teams have been opportunistic with. That for me is the other big variable too. Yeah, no question. Minus seven sensor by the Chiefs on turnover differential. Um, yeah, you know, you never know what piece of that is going to show up for Josh Allen. Obviously, you had two do or die games the last two weeks, Miami and uh, in Pittsburgh, and and that showed up early against Miami. Against Pittsburgh, Josh was able to play a clean game, and I thought, I thought the Pittsburgh tape was probably Josh's best ability in terms of decision making and processing and doing the smart right thing with the football, and then kind of splashing in some of the stuff that makes him dynamic his average time to throw in that game was 2.39 seconds which is unheard of territory for Josh Allen and it was probably my favorite game from him in terms of just decision making how we saw the field and where he went with the football what does that look like against Mahomes right where it, where you feel like sometimes when Josh knows it's like okay this is me right I got to do this the cape comes on and we've heard coaches say like yeah when the cape comes on we just count on him making a mistake and a lot of times he does so those are the dynamics for the game. It's time. It's time to make a pick, right? To be the man, you got to be the man. No question. Picking, this is what I'm you want. Picking Kansas City. Um. Yeah. Well, so I understand that. I. I think. I think this is a perfectly reasonable pick to pick Kansas City. I think why I'm going to pick the Bills is what I watched against Pittsburgh. I saw championship effort. Uh, across the board, the way that their defensive line, you knew what type of game it was going to be against Pittsburgh, physical run defense. They were able to really strain and compete for gaps. Guys that had, I mean, just an, the edge that this team has right now uh, gives me a lot of confidence. And this is the moment the Bills have wanted so bad to bring Mahomes to Buffalo in the playoffs. You know, famously in that 13 seconds game at the end there, you could hear Patrick Mahomes saying, Kelsey, do it, Kelsey, do it, right? Like, it's going to be a different ball game here on the road. Not that it's too big for Patrick Mahomes, but I feel like this is the moment that the Bills have wanted. I don't think they're going to let it slip away. Give me the Bills. There you have it. It's going to do it for us on this divisional round preview of Lockdown Bell Scouting. I'm Kyle Krabs. He is Joe Marino. We appreciate you guys checking out the show. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Make it a great rest of your day. We will be back again with another show today because we're double dipping yet again. So you have that to look forward to. So make sure you hit subscribe and we will see you then. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.